Hey guys, we're going to be reading part two, Madame Badabita by Sophie Dahl and illustrated by Lauren Alhara. Selling the high seas. One Saturday morning, I got in position again, stationed outside room 32, and sat patiently scratching a hole in the carpet with my foot. Spies are patient, you see. This time, oh my, Madame Badabita opened the door. She seemed to know I was on the other side. I pretended I was looking for a lost button. My favorite button, I said sadly to the air. Oh, where are you, dear button? Madame Badabita said, Would you like a cup of tea, darling? All right, I said, even though I was a teeny bit scared. But I'm not officially allowed to have tea. It wakes you up like Billy O, you know. Billy O, what fun. Perhaps an unofficial sip. Your name is Mabel, isn't it? My heart was studying. She knew my name. I followed her into room 32. It felt different. It was bigger, curtain-colored, alive somehow. The fire was roaring, even though the sun was outside shining, and that shifty tortoise skittering along the floor like a man on a mission. Scratching music played on a mu magic music box. Madame Madamita, dressing table, stood up against the wall as if it had always been there. Pots and cloudy puffs and lipstick sat on top in the shadow of a huge bottle of perfume that read Shalimar. There was something like 507 drawers. I wanted to know what was in those drawers. It itched inside of me. I asked her, like I didn't care. So what's in your drawers? Diamonds, coins from Cleopatra's tomb, things like that. Madame Badabita said, my heart did a swan dive. I wore my best spy face where my eyes not give nothing away. Hmm, I said. She poured me a cup of tea from a teapot that was wearing a sweater. Even he feels the cold in this blasted country, the poor darling, she said. The bed in Route 32 looked like a pirate ship. I decided to, it was time to put Madame Badabita's villainy to the test. Do you know what, whose any bunny was? I asked her. Question, questions. No, why? Don't you tell me, said Madame Badabita. And was one of the most fearsome pirates of all time. She liked stealing cold, probably kept in stocks. I stared into her eyes. I bet she had a picture of any any boat in a heart-shaped frame somewhere. I'm a big fan of gold. Madame Anna Badabita replied smoothly. She sounded marvelous. That bed of mine is a pirate ship. I call I call it the not-so-jolly Roger. Shall we sail, Captain Mabel? I thought about it. Aye, aye. I said, I heard the seagulls cry, and somewhere in the distance, a sea shanty echoed through the mist. The not-so-jolly rover Kroof was wary after months at sea. The ship was creaking with jewels, coins, and exotic animals. There was a dodo in the dinghy, and one-eyed parrot snored soundly in the cannon. It was the first mate who spied the approaching storm as she fed her cat, Anjos. Yuck, Anjos, spiny and disgusting. There's a storm rolling in, Captain Darling. The first mate hollered, what is your command? Stay calm, fellow, I shouted. Secure the animal safety in the hold. And for pity's sake, put the rubies in your bloomers. I steered the ship through riding, writhing waves, and splashing rain past rainbow-colored serpent and a school of flying fish. I needed Toffee, too. Sweets are vital in a storm. I bellowed as I sang, saw that sneaky first mate pop one into her mouth. I navigated my trusty ship around the treacherous rocks, leaning in as we missed them by a breath. 
and the sun rose. We saw the green of land, and the animals sighed with relief. I straightened my hair as we docked. The tortoise, whose name was Boris, was a bit green around the gills and wobbled on its feet. And wobbly on its feet. It has been a successful voyage. Then I remembered that while she might be a good mate, first mate, Madame Betabita was still a venom. Probably a very dangerous criminal. Also, the room smelled of anxious. Time to escape. Take care of your bloomers, I said, and ran downstairs. Part two and a half. All the grown-ups said that Madame Betabita was rude. My dad said she was rude because she was lonely. My mom said she was thought she was a princess. I remembered her tiara. Sometimes, before school, I was allowed to take the villain her toast and marmalade in bed. Come in, Captain Mabel, Madame Badabita would say her voice in a mixture of honey and sea stones all clanking together in a drawer. She'd sit up in bed with a cough and a rattle. A quick game of old maid before school, and darling, could you open the curtains, please? I'm prehistoric, and I don't think my bones could have woken up yet. If it was raining, which it did a lot, she'd say, oh, well, I shall just stay in the party trip all day. And she'd pull the cover, and then, and she'd pull the covers up to her chin. I think this was her big excuse to lurk inside all day, guarding her money sock up. The weather is often used as an excuse by grown-ups. Once the phone rang and she picked it up and snapped, no, I simply can't meet you at midday. I'm ridiculously busy. I held my breath. She snugged she snugged back down into bed and winked at me. Busyness is another well known grown up excuse. But lying and avoiding people, hmm, shady lady. Part three. The place where mermaids swim. Before she was a girl, when she was a girl, before she was an international jewel thief, Madame Bellabita crossed the sea on a big ship because there was a war. She told me that she told me this as we drank hot chocolate and ate cookies on her bed. When my ship docked in New York, I could still feel the ground moving underneath my feet for two whole weeks, even though I was on dry land. It was most strange. Madame Badabita was a ballerina when she was young. She showed me how she could walk with the book balanced on her head. The book perched on her nest and hair like a sparrow. I was the sugar plum fairy in the nutcracker, she said. I wore a jeweled tiara. And once I was so poor that I had to eat bread soup because there were the only thing in the cupboard was dry bed. She laughed, spraying cookie crumbs onto the cats and dogs. She said, a man who once knew always called her my sweetheart. I think it was her husband, who is probably wearing shorts and waiting for her in the tropical breeze with the rest of her family. She said, a mountain of people asked for her hand, but get that ring on your finger and he'll want the whole arm, darling. It's very important to be independent of Captain Marble. This is you should know. I told her I could hold my breath underwater in the bath for 43 seconds. This might be a lie, because you're brilliant, Madame Budabudia said. Can you ice skate? No, I said. I used to love it. I'd skate on a river in the winter with my cousin Olga, and we'd swim in that very same river in the summer. Madame Budabudia poured me another cup. Olga's eyes were the color of shiny black beetles, and she hated saying sorry. She left. It's so important in life to say sorry if one has gone wrong, darling. 
Grown-ups never say sorry, really, I answered. But they expect children to do it all the time. I stroked Boris's scaly little foot. Well, maybe, well, maybe I want to say sorry to you, too. Mabel, Madame Vedobita said, I'm truly sorry I was grumpy and foul and said dreadful things to you when I first arrived. I was afraid of this new place and starting again. I'm so old to start again. It's okay, I said. I realized that that I really quite liked her. Even though she was on the run with her funny habits and her strange shows and her banana-eating tortoise. Sneaky old villain. I took a deep breath. You don't... You don't even know the best secret about the Mermaid Hotel yet. I said, it's in this room. It's even better than a pirate ship. Madame Bodabudia's eyes lit up. I'll take you. No one knows how to get there but me, I whispered, taking her soft, gnarled hand. I'm honored, the villain said. I'm ready. A boiled sweet off a boiled sweet for the road, Captain. She gave me she gave me eleven lemon barley candy from the tin. All sneezy with powdered sugar. I pushed against a panel on the wall and a door opened. You thought it was an extra it was just an extra closet, I said as we crawled in the in past the quiet and shushing dresses. And she laughed and said, I did. Oof, my knees. Are you alright or do you need oiling? I asked her. Oh, creaking like laughing. My sweet, I it means you're having fun, Madam Badabada said. We slithered through a jungle of bags and shoes, and I was prickled by a safety pin, and we had to administer first aid with the tin bags, some tissues, and an old toffee. Being an adventure can be dangerous, Madam Badabada said, but exactly the right kind of danger, darling. We had reached the end of the closet where the last rafter met the ceiling. I knocked on it three times, and the mermaids answered me. They always do. They sang through the walls, and their voices were sweet. The mermaids say you're... you're the mermaids... Say you're a friend, I told Madame Betabita, and she grinned, her teeth shining in the dark. I am, she said. I never seen her grin before. Shut your eyes and count to ten, please. Madame Betabita kind of slowly. Now open. Her eyes grew big. Oh, Mabel, how wonderful, she said. Feel that balmy breeze. Look, there's a pirate ship in the cove. And what is this? Oh, a waterfall. It's heaven. I'm so thrilled. I barked my bathing suit. Madame Bedabita floated in the pool, drinking from a coconut, and the mermaids combed and braided my hair and told me they'd miss me. My cousin Olga would have adored it here, Bedabita said, kicking her legs. Kicking her legs. Simply adored it. We were building a sandcastle and a plotting guy for pearls when I heard my mom call Mabel upstairs in her I mean business voice. I mean, business voice. So we had to tear ourselves away from paradise, crawling double quick back through the dressers. I shouted, I'm coming, Mom! And that was when Madame Bedabito picked up something from her dresser and handed it to me. It was a huge, shimmering, real life pearl. She closed my fingers around it. She closed my fingers around it and said, A present for you, adventure. I gasped. I wonder if I was the one from her haste. I don't know anyone else with the precious jewels just hanging about. Thank you, I said. So this is what we're going to be reading for today, and I hope you like it. Bye!